Welcome to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about the moon. I used to teach history of science and technology at the university, where I touched on the practical and material importance of the moon to our ancestors, although the moon seemed to have little such significance to us today. To illustrate, I asked if anyone knew when was the next full moon. Nobody knew. I said I'd give extra credit on the next exam, but no one bothered to find out. Even when I teach workshops on moon lore, I find that few have observed where the moon rises in relation to their houses, or how to tell the difference between the waxing and waning phases of the moon. And when I ask when is the next full moon, few know the answer. And why should they? In today's world, what is the moon to us but the focus of space technology and conquest, having little but military or monetary value? It is true that we still acknowledge a certain spookiness in regards to the moon, mainly because it emphasizes the scariness of the dark, especially when accompanied by the hooting of an owl. These lingering images of the moon's mysteriousness and even dangerousness are clues to how the moon used to be perceived. And since we have a full moon tonight, it seems the right time to look more closely at the moon. In earlier times, the moon was called Mother Moon, the keeper of the cycle of life, death, and rebirth. The moon was the place where the souls of the dead went, and it was also the source of unborn souls, healed and regenerated. The moon's regular phases illustrated the perpetuity of life. The waxing phase, from dark to full, gave the earth energy for inception, growth, and fertility and the waning phase from full to dark for maturing, wisdom, and death. The moon's monthly cycles mirrored the earth's yearly cycle of seasons and became a symbol of perpetual life. But the moon was more than a symbol. Mother Moon was known to be the source of life. People knew that the moon governed the tides, the regular fluctuations of the world's vast oceans. People also knew that the moon was mysteriously linked to women's monthly bleeding, the ebb and flow of internal tides. They also knew that life originated from the oceans. Therefore, the ebb and flow of life was controlled by Mother Moon. Another of the moon's epithets was Mother of Time. Indeed, early societies marked time by the cycles of the moon which inspired the first calendar system, the lunar calendar. We can still see evidence of the ancient lunar calendar in the way the date of East, the Easter holiday is chosen each year. Easter falls on the first Sunday after the first full moon, after the spring equinox. But with the advent of patriarchal culture, this lunar veneration was replaced by the ascendancy of the sun and the solar calendar. The moon became devalued because, the new rulers reasoned, the moon only influenced the earth, while the sun affected the entire solar system. The moon, furthermore, did not shine its own light, but merely reflected the light of the sun. The moon's life-giving qualities were now attributed to the sun, and the moon was left with only half of her former totality, the half of darkness, mysteriousness, and death. But 
It is a good thing to just influence the earth, for that is where we live. The moon's influence on the earth is like a mother's focus on her child. And it is a good thing that the moon reflects the light of another. This demonstrates the ability to be in relationship with other beings. And goodness knows in today's world, all beings would benefit from the understanding and compassion that can arise from being in right relationship with the rest of creation. O Mother Moon, embrace us with your light. Let us fully experience your restoring moonbeams and help us to see the reflections of all other beings so we can recognize our relationship to all life around us. Blessed be. You've been listening to Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.